coming up next on the Christmas special Varsity Journal podcast. For everybody, this is the most important night for everybody to be spending time with their 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 family, and I'm here with you guys. I did it all and sold everything out in like a week, and I was like, you know, this, this is going to be real. We're going to keep this momentum up, and we hope to do more cool events like that. Adam Zori been wanting to come on the show since I started this podcast, and it's an honor to have him on. It's like they're just kind of forcing it. It's- it's very interesting to say the least, and you know, when they get there, obviously, you know, the money is going to be, you know, very, very, uh, very good for them and all that kind of stuff. If you guys don't like it, then literally sit on a dildo and bounce up and down on it. I don't, I mean, I don't give a fuck. Merry Christmas, everybody. This is the Varsity Journal. My name is Ryan Poirier, and this is a very, very special Christmas episode. It is uh, currently December 24th, but we might as well say it's December 25th because that's when this episode is coming out. But I just want to let you guys know this is Christmas Eve. This is how much I care about you. We are recording this podcast on December 24th uh, when I should be spending time with my family and having shots with them, watching Christmas movies. I'm doing this podcast for you guys, baby, um, because this is how much I care about you guys. This is how much I, I care about the podcast. So if you, if you guys ever ever had that uh, inkling thought that maybe maybe I don't care about you, maybe I don't care about doing this podcast, maybe uh, the podcast has been a little crap lately because I haven't cared about the editing. Listen, uh, this podcast is going nowhere, um, and I'm doing this episode on the night of December 24th. This is the biggest night of the year for everybody. This is the most important night for everybody to be spending time with their 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 family and I'm here with you guys. So this is a big moment. Uh I had a big moment tonight. My mom told me that she stopped listening to the podcast because I, I I've been swearing a little too much in it. So um as sad as it made me, uh, let me just start off by saying this. Merry Christmas, motherfuckers. Uh, my mom's not even listening, so let's make this... I, I You know, I, I always have that thought in the back of my head. You know, maybe my mom's going to be listening to this podcast. Now I know for a fact that she's not, so let's let's make this a rated R podcast. I'm just kidding. Uh, this is this is your guys' Christmas podcast. I'm envisioning you guys in your pajamas. I'm envisioning you guys uh, with cups of coffee in your hand, cozying up next to the fire, and it is an honor to be here talking with you guys on Christmas morning. Uh, hopefully, you're listening to me on your brand new speakers or your brand new headphones, whatever. Um, but here we are. Uh, I'm going to keep this... Uh, short because I have some friends that are coming on the show today and let me introduce you to my first guest Gabe Roy. Gabe Roy is one of my best friends, former roommate. About a year and a half ago Gabe uh, introduced me to his now business partner, uh, one of his best friends Gab and the two of them started a PR firm and when they came up to me when they came to me with this idea, Gabe and Gab both being in their final year of university, you know, you don't really know where they're going to go with that. You know, you have you have one of your best friends come up to you and, 
and tell you that they're starting a business. And it's not that you're really skeptical. You just don't really have a uh, an idea of how well this is going to turn out. And for Gabe and Gab, their business is... Uh, these guys are booming right now, and um, these guys have had a huge year, and I, and Gabe's going to come on the show, and I want to, you know what, I was supposed, to, I, there's been a few of my friends who have been actually wanting to get on this podcast, Gabe, Gabe's a little too big for me, so Gabe didn't even ask to come on this podcast, I wanted Gabe to come on this podcast, because uh, I want to talk to him about his business, these guys, him and Gab have had a huge year. And uh, by the way, me and Gabe, before this interview that you're about to hear, we were already, we had already done about 20 minutes of recording in the podcast. And uh, yeah, I don't know what got into me, but I forgot to press the record button. I forgot, I forgot to turn the mic on. So I had a little bit of a foul there. So we referenced that a couple times in our interview. But uh here is Gabe Roy coming on the show. He is a co-founder of Magnified Public Relations. He's also a co-founder for the company Title League. And he's going to tell me about his year. And he's going to tell me about how his businesses are doing and how he got into this, uh, into the role of being a young entrepreneur. Here is my former roommate, one of my best friends, Gabe Roy coming on the show. One of the heads of Magnified PR, his other uh, co-partner, Gab, is not joining us on the show today. Why is Gab not joining us on the show today, Gabe? Hey, Ryan. Thanks for having me on the show. Uh, <laughs> I'm not, not entirely sure. I, I ran up by Gab yesterday. I said, hey, do you want to be on this podcast? And oh, that's what he thinks about my podcast, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, let's just let him take the blame. Although I didn't do uh, an excellent job of, you know, keeping that conversation alive. I kind of texted him something unrelated <laughs> All right. hours ago, and I haven't heard back, so I'm going to uh, just kind of dive in this one. You asked him if he was up at 2 in the morning. I <laughs> see. Yeah, I said, are you up? What are you saying? And then he didn't answer, so I just figured. So this is... This is take two of me and uh, Gabe's interview. We already did this. We already had a 15-minute talk, and I didn't have the mic turned on. You know what I uh, thought about in that situation? I Have you ever thought about this, too? Because you were just telling me how you've had like similar problems, and you've probably thought about maybe this happening before. But when you get in those situations, and you're like, oh, my God, I forgot to turn the mic on, or oh, my God, I forgot to press record, do you ever just think in your head about not telling the other person and then just finishing the interview just so you can kind of bail out of that situation and bail out from any embarrassment? Yeah, of course I do. That's like, always have that internal, uh, you know, angst. Uh, right. The, that happened, yeah, I was telling you before we got on this interview. So at Magnified PR, one of the things we do is we do... Uh, video production so we were working for a client who had sent us out of town to go film one of their clients who was going to give a testimonial video and we had a 15 minute window booked with this person and we got this amazing interview like you know one of those ones where I'm like that is perfect that's exactly what we needed to hear from you I go I look microphone light is not on mm. <laughs> so I just yeah I, I was I audibly was like ah oh, fuck 
and he was he was he was luckily uh, he was really he was really cool about it. Um, I knew his son. He's actually from the same hometown as me, so it ended up being uh, lucky. But yeah, of course, it crosses your mind. Like I could just uh, pretend that never happened, and we can just not include it in the final. So, um, for those listening, yes, me and Gabe, we used to, we were roommates about a year ago, um, and prior to this, uh, interview getting cut off because it wasn't, the recording wasn't turned on, we were talking about the infamous rat that lived in our walls, and I was trying to think about a different story because we already did that angle, like, of just funny things that happened, uh, in our old house, and one of the... one of the things that I'm thinking about, see, like, this is kind of weird to describe, but basically our kitchen was, like, the the backdrop for a different apartment's backyard, and oftentimes there would be, uh, like, people doing construction, not construction, but they were, like, building a fence or whatever, like, on the other side, and it, it would actually be going at, like, three in the afternoon. Like, it was totally appropriate for them to be using, like, power drills. <laughs> but me and Gabe would open up our window and yell out to them, Hey, you know, I'm trying to sleep here. <laughs> what are you guys doing working on a fence at three in the afternoon? <laughs> but they could never see us. They could never actually see our face. Yeah. That's the power of anonymity. Yeah. Um, we, we did a lot of stuff from that kitchen too. I remember, um, we had like this whole like reality show for the people that lived across from us too. Like we would, this sounds so creepy, but like to say out loud, but we would literally just like look in their windows and like would be describing what's going on in their lives. (laughs) And we had no idea who they were. Yeah, this place sounds terrifying from the outside, but. I, one of my favorite uh, pastimes is just narrating, like, people watching, but, like, with an added twist. Right. You know, you just, you narrate all the things. Yeah. (laughs) We would see, like, a new person that would, like, pop up, like, in their kitchen, like, every now and then, and, uh... I, there was like this one girl that that was living there. We would recognize her. We'd be like, "Oh, she's now with this person." I don't really know. The most infamous story about living in that house, though, we already talked about this. One time, there was a mouse running through our apartment. Ended up running through uh, my room. Uh, me and Gabe had something called the hockey locker, and there was a bunch of hockey sticks stashed in there, and so. I was kind of like keeping this mouse at bay uh, while Gabe was grabbing a stick from the locker. And outside of the room, he was waiting to one time this mouse. So I like lifted up the covers. It ran like underneath my bed. And once it popped out, Gabe slap shot it across the hall and broke the mouse's neck and killed it. Yeah, and uh, as, yeah, we tried to tell the story before, before the. Do we gotta keep mentioning that? <laughs> we gotta keep mentioning that just, just to let you know. So, All right. Uh, no, but um, it sounds gruesome. It sounds morbid, but it was a the most humane way to take this thing out. You know, it was the most Canadian way to take it out, and it had to be done. That's true. It was a very Canadian way of taking the most out. Yeah, and you know, we had a little. We paid our respects. We did. Uh. I don't know if we actually did. I think we literally just put no, it in a garbage bag and flung it out the wall. Out th- that, <laughs> yeah. like, same backdrop kitchen. Yeah. 
uh, our landlord tried poisoning like the mice all the time. Uh, <laughs> and if I was a mouse, I'd rather get that like one time slap shot quick. You're dead. than like eating something and then just slowly having your insides die, uh, yeah, and then, throughout and a then couple days. Rot. Yeah. And then just rotting somewhere in our house. So yeah, for the, okay. For the listeners, um, I, I don't know. I don't. I've listened to a couple of your podcasts, and I guess you could, some people could probably get that there's a, a small combative side to Ryan. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so our old landlord, Badrew, and Ryan never ever got along for the entire. I hated this guy. Year. You hated him. I know, and I was always the mediator between the two of you. Right. And it, Gabe was it, the the good was cop. I was the bad cop, kind of thing. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah, you always quickly took bad cops. <laughs> and it was uh, made for some entertaining uh, interactions, for sure. We would have parties in our apartment, and uh, Badrew would come up and like say something about it, and I'd be like, "Hey, like fuck you, man!" And then Gabe would be like the nice guy on the other side. Yeah, <laughs> but it worked. It was a, the foolproof system. That's it did, and have been doing it for forever. I don't know if the parties was actually a good example because I don't know if we've ever been got in trouble for having a party. To be honest, no. Actually, you know it's a funny story. I think this would have been right after you had left. But uh, so my girlfriend now, she's my girlfriend now, and actually we were dating at the time. We were just blasting music and having fun in the apartment. We got the cops called on us, just the two of us, for a noise complaint, and we had had parties before there and never had a problem. Well, we we had that one party, and then there was like fifty people, like just waiting outside for whatever reason, and then the cops showed up. Then, but we've mm. there we had a party. That was our Halloween party, and then after that, uh, we would have parties and nothing. Yeah. There was there. Uh, we had that random party in January, and there was like. 80 people in our apartment, it felt like. Yeah, there was, there was some interesting things, yeah. So, the reason I'm having Gabe on this show, Gabe is the head of a um, company, Magnified PR, and he's had a pretty big year, but you know, before this year, I actually got to see uh, this company get built from the ground up. It pretty much got established in the living room of the house that I was living in. So Gabe and Gab, when they started this company, uh, they literally started it out of our um, apartment. Yeah. And it started as a PR agency. And just explain your company a little bit, Gabe, just like you did in the interview we did before this where we didn't have the recording turned on. The, uh, The practice interview, right? Right. Right. So yeah, during the practice, I was telling him a bit about. So we, uh, so like Ryan uh, put, um, we started Magnified PR. It's a digital public relations agency. Uh, it's very sim- very similar to uh, like a digital marketing agency, but we take more of a, a personable approach. We're uh, we're very focused on messaging. Um, we also do content creation, like graphic design and video and all that stuff, and social media management. Um, and yeah, it started at uh, 5262 Harvey Street. Uh, that was our address, right? No, that was definitely not the address. Uh, oh, wait, uh, 5262. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was the address. Yeah, yeah. That was it. Yeah. So yeah, it was 
September last year. Yeah, I quit my job at the end of August, had uh, not really much money. And then I was like, well, I want to start a business and ended up doing uh, my own business for a co-op credit in university. And they allowed it. And So wait, yeah, just explain that a bit. Gabe was doing a co-op, but he was doing the co-op through his own company. And that was like the first time that like the co-op branch at Mount St. Vincent University, that was the first time that they have ever had that happening. That was the first time that anyone actually, they used their own business to use, to do their co-op at. Yeah, it was, I was really, uh, I was really fortunate that they were, they were down for it because we showed up, I I booked a meeting with uh, my co-op advisor because I had to do one more and then I could do a couple more classes and I was to graduate from public relations Bachelor of Public Relations uh, from the Mount, and I uh, presented the the business plan. Um, told them what we were planning on doing. Mind you, this the business plan that I presented is vastly different from what we actually ended up doing. But uh, regardless, they were supportive. Uh, I was able to get full credit hmm. for it. Um, made essentially hardly any money in the first four months, as most businesses do. But it was, an, uh, it was an amazing experience, and we were, I was lucky to have uh, a mentor from the school as well, Tony Yu. He was uh, instrumental. And, Tony uh, Yu, he's a beauty. On the right foot. So you say that your guys' um, plan, like, they, what, like what you had proposed to the school, it was a lot different. But that was probably a lot because you guys didn't actually really know the direction that your company was going. And that, that was going to be a question that I was just about to ask. Like, how... How how much has your business changed since you guys started up the company? Like, what did you? Because you guys thought that you were going to be just a normal PR firm, and you guys went in a completely different direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when it's it's taken about, I would say three big phases of evolution. So the first phase was uh, it would have been the summer before the before we moved in together. The original idea for it was we were going to do mainly analytics reports, like data reports on companies, and get uh, get access to these platforms that allowed us to uh, mine data on how their reach was through traditional and social media. And we were going to sell these for like a large sum of money. We hadn't done a whole lot of market research at that point. Um, and then that evolved into, okay, that, and we'll do... This phase two is we'll do we'll do that and we'll pair it with traditional PR. So that's basically interacting with reporters to get press uh, and, and TV stations stuff to get press for companies. We'll do that. And then about a month before our announced launch date, we were like, "What the fuck are we doing this for? Why would why would anyone trust someone in their twenties to do their traditional PR? Right? Don't have the connections with reporters like that." What do we know? We know digital. We know social media. We know, we know what works out there. We've been doing it for a long time. Like I, I hadn't been doing it in practice in the job that I worked before. Um, so we basically rebranded about yeah about a less than a month before changed everything, changed the website, everything. And this was a month yeah, before your enough. launch. You had rebranded. Yeah. Okay. Like, well, no one had seen. It was all behind the scenes. Right. Like obviously, when we launched, we we acted as if it was what we had planned the whole time. But right, it's a, it uh, it changed, 
and this yeah and as we as, as we've gone on you know we've grown as business people too like we know the things that we're good at things that make more money things that make more sense and are like less work to to gather as a lead right um so i mean there's been small evolutions inside but like pretty much pretty much what it was when we watched so you guys you guys thought like you know we can't we can't you know, have commercials and stuff. We don't have that kind of money and we don't really have that kind of trust in people. So you guys started to do things the digital way and you started learning about like SEOs and stuff like that. And then just by being present, that was going to be your marketing to, to other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, um, I was obsessively. So when, yeah, in a, but from September till, about January last year, obsessively learning constantly. Every morning I'd get up and I'd read, you know, as much content as I could about SEO or digital marketing and stuff like that. I was just like, I want to know everything and be the best in my mind. And I mean, if you're if you're getting into business, that's great. You know, that's necessary. But like the most important thing to do is build relationships. So at the same time, we we recognize that like we need to know people. This is it's a game of trust. Like, sure, you can bring a product, but, you know, most of the time you're buying something for the end value or the person you're working with. You know, those are the things. You don't care about all the little logistical things. You're like, I want, I have this problem, I need this answer, and the person that's easiest to work with is usually going to get the sale. Mm-hmm. So we, we started going into networking events and really getting our names out there, and that's essentially how we started building momentum behind the uh, Magnified. Would you guys say that you had a pretty big year this year? I feel like you guys, I, I'm always seeing stuff on social media about you guys. You guys are wearing suits in New York City and you're going out and you're doing business uh, <laughs> trips like that. What would you well, say this actually, past year has been like? Yeah, so actually, yeah, those, that's it. So we actually started a second company. Totally, uh, yeah, yeah, I want to get into that later. Um, for sure. For yeah, example, before we jump to that. Um, um, but 2018 though for magnified or full bit, uh, full business year, just say a full business year. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's been, it's been crazy. You've had some opportunities and experiences. Like I wouldn't have fathomed to be able to do it 23 or 23 years old, especially under the name of a company I started. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, it's, it's not easy. This business is not easy by any stretch of the imagination, but it took a long time to start getting momentum. And I would say in the last four months, Magnified has been like on the upswing, you know, where month after month it's been consistently growing. And that's been really, uh, been really rewarding, you know, when you finally start to see the fruits of your labor. Um, but as a year, it's just been huge developmental year. Like on our podcast, the Lost and Founders podcast that we do every Tuesday, we re- we did a year of review um, a couple days ago. We just talked about you know comparing the feelings of December 2017 to December 2018, and like our mindsets are vastly different. Like so much less naive. And I know I'll say that year over year. I'm like I'm not as naive as I was last year, but it's been a an incredible year for growth in like all areas. And I do remember uh, there would be times that you would get home and you would be like, man, you know, like, I don't even know about this, this business anymore. Like, I, I you know, you're, you're not making the money that you thought you were going to make. You, you weren't able to close some of the deals that you, 
you were going to close, but now it just feels like you guys are kind of like, you guys have taken this head on, uh, and it doesn't really seem like this is something that you guys are going to give up on, like anytime soon, based on what has happened this year. Yeah, exactly. And no, this is something like everything, like, yeah, of course, I think every entrepreneur is going to experience their doubts. I still do. Like December admittedly has actually been a pretty hard month for business. It's a slow time of the year. You get a lot of verbal commitments that don't go through and you're sitting there waiting, but it's all part of the game. But, um, yeah, no, I mean, it's like when when it comes to stuff like this, like I'm, I'm all in, like I'm right head into this and same with title league as well just head in with that so. so we talked about this a little bit like when you were when we were living together but i'm interested in seeing how this has changed since then how do you cope with like people like old friends people you've gone to university with you know i feel like there's a better word but like jealous people you know people that look at your and gab's business ventures and are just kind of unsupportive of you guys and uh, you know, maybe it's just people you used to go to high school with, whatever, and they'll, like, say some backlash on on social media to you guys. Yeah, and that's, yeah, that's, um, that's a reality of getting into business young, is there are, I mean, I'm sure it comes at all ages, but there's this, there can be an aura that people think that I think that I'm better than them or whatever, I've heard that. Right. I recently caught I recently caught up with an old friend from high school who moved to I saw that he moved to Halifax, so I reached out to him, saw if he wanted to hang out, get a beer, catch up. And uh, after some discussion like he admitted to me, he's like, honestly I was kinda hoping to like I've seen everything you've been doing, I was kinda hoping to hear that you were doing poorly. Right. And I was like Nice. And I was like, That's that's just you know what I mean? Like those are things that I do here and it's I don't know, I just kind of, I don't let them really bother me. I don't, I have my own goals that I'm focused on. Yeah. You know, if people are really, like, upset internally, like, that sucks for you. That just means I'm doing something right. Yeah, no, I agree. And even, I think I was a little bit jealous. Like, I saw you guys having success, and there's just that part in for you, and, like, what for whatever reason, it's just hard to see somebody you're close with doing better than you. And it's, you know, it's nothing malicious. I just mean, you know, if it's anything it's probably not even a conscious thought process. And I, you know, I saw how hard you guys were working. Yeah, it's human nature. And I saw, you know, how hard you guys were working. And I remember you guys being awake, grinding away, drinking coffees and staying up to like four in the morning to finish projects, uh, trying to get the business started. Um, And even though you guys are my friends and I love you guys, it's easy for me to say that I'm rooting for you and I wish nothing but success for you too. But in some way it's like, yeah, I want that for you guys, but I want to be doing better. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. It, it's a strange thing, and it's not, I guess, like, you know, I've caught myself at times, too. Like, there's people that are in business that are my age that have, like, I have a friend who has a huge company, like 50 employees, and sometimes, like, I'll catch myself thinking jealous right. on that. And I'm like, no, it's, we all have a different path to get, like, as long as you have goals and you put in the work, like, you can get what you want we all have a different path to get there and yeah. I mean, there's no there's really no value in letting someone else's success bother you or trying to you know letting wasting energy trying to foil their plans like it's, it is it, it's, if you, it comes down to relationships positive relationships yeah and like, it's really no sense in uh, ruining those or, it is wasting energy because I think as long as you're you're doing something yourself 
and you don't see a timeline, then it doesn't matter. You just kind of got to do the thing every day that you love and then success will eventually come. And I think all that it takes is just simply researching you, your guys' products to see how hard you work. Um, the first time that I did that was a few weeks ago. And when I, I, it was the first time I had gone on the, the Title League website. So I want to talk more about this company now. Because when I went on this website, I was like, holy shit, this is legit stuff. And I was like, I, I want to have Gabe and Gab on the podcast. I want you guys to to talk about this because this looks really good. The product looks really good. And then I, I saw all of the um, the athletes who were a part of it. And I was amazed. I was like, you guys got this guy. You guys got that guy. In September, you guys got Danny Green. Um, explain to the viewers a little bit about Tidal League and, and how that got started and, and all of that and everything that happened in, in September with Danny Green. Yeah, for sure. Um, you want the full version? Full version, yeah, right from the get-go. Full version. All right. Uh, yeah, it's a bit of a story, but it's a really, really interesting story. Um, so like many things that I commit to, they evolve over time, just like Magnify did about three times over. Um, so Gab has been a diehard basketball fan. He's my business partner through Magnified. He's been a diehard basketball fan for a long time, and especially the Toronto Raptors. So he, um, he was scrolling through Instagram one day, and it must have been through a hashtag, or he was following this account, he doesn't know why, but, excuse me, um, he saw someone had posted, after the Toronto Raptors had lost it to the playoffs, someone posted, uh, the Toronto Raptors are a pathetic organization, you know, half-assed run, and the coach is a, a joke, and all this, all this. Anyway, so he takes it upon himself to reply to this stranger on social media, and be like, you know, what are you talking about? Like, they had an excellent year. They had coach of the year. Um, and they fought hard. So, anyways, the guy messaged him privately. And he said, hey, I actually lost a bet. And I, I lost a bet. I had to post that. I, I projected that they would go farther in the playoffs and my friend made me post this. Uh, he's like, I also just moved to Halifax. If you live here, like, let's meet up. So, sure enough, a couple of days later, uh, they met. And that. His name is Kurt, and they came up with the idea of let's start a what? basketball tournament. <laughs> Go on. No, I was going to say this is amazing. Keep going. I, I had no yeah. idea that that it happened yeah, through a DM. Started. It was very organically. It was crazy. And uh, so they met, and it was, I guess, within five or ten minutes, they started gushing about basketball, and uh, they were like, there's nothing really cool here in Halifax with basketball. Like... You know, we never get to see the pros. It's not like the tiny city. Like, we should be able to support stuff like this. So there, Gab gives me a call after his meeting. He's like, hey, I met this guy, Kurt. He's an awesome dude. You have to meet him. We want to do – we're thinking of doing a, a pro-am basketball tournament next summer. Are you? Do you want to be in it? I was like, yeah, let's, let's do that. What was That's your initial thought, though, when Gab said something about doing a basketball tournament? Did you have that much – I mean – of course, you've been working with Gab, and you, you got to have this trust in him. But what, what did you feel when he said a basketball tournament? Yeah, so like I wasn't ever a huge fan. Like I've always loved the sport, but I haven't really. I didn't really follow it closely. You know, like I wasn't a diehard fan like he was. But actually, I don't know. Like I was pretty immediate to be like, yeah. Like I didn't know. I I honestly thought it was something that could have been done that summer. So this was this happened in May. This was May. So. I thought that they meant something small that would happen this summer because 
like Kurt had already had established connections with people in the NBA. He used to play basketball and he's close with an NBA agent. Um, so he had those connections. I was like, oh, it won't be that hard to throw it together. We'll do right. an outdoor, you know, like an outdoor tournament. It'll be like a little side project. But it's, uh, it quickly evolved. So uh, we started, I ended up meeting him and his fiance. They're business partners with their own business. And I, um, sorry, I'm just getting some water here. How old was that guy? What's that story? How old, how old is this guy, Kurt? Okay. And he was talking shit to Gab on Instagram. That's my favorite part about how all of this started. Mm -hmm. No, so he, um, we all met. We ended up having this like this undeniable synergy. Like you know, like when you're in a collaborative space, you just feel like, okay, we all get along really well. Right. Like pretty much the same wheelhouse. So that was pretty immediate. I was like, I don't know what this is going to turn into, but we have to work together. So. Within about a month, we incorporated the idea. We incorporated Title League, uh, Title League Incorporated. Um, and at this time, it was still just a one pro-am tournament that we wanted to, to promote for the following summer, for 2019. And then he was like, you know, what would be an awesome opportunity is we got down to, down to NBA Summer League in Las Vegas. So this was in July. Mm-hmm. So we all booked our tickets, went down to Vegas. We got to we got to meet some of the players that agreed to play um, through a connection through an NBA agent said that hey you know you guys can have these players of mine and like in return do some work for me so we've been helping him out um, went down there met these guys had an awesome experience you know made some I did like a video for on the fly I did like a video for Jeremy Lin I did like uh, photography for Damari Carroll and like all sorts of people. It was crazy. Wow. So we were down there. We were just we were meeting, just meeting the most incredible people. Like I trying to expose every opportunity to get our foot in the NBA door. We're like we want to be known and we want to be we want to start building these relationships. Um, and it went well. We got back from that trip and we were like, okay, how do we keep up credibility? How do we keep this thing rolling? And I was like, well, we need to be more than just a tournament. We need to show Halifax. Hey, we're actually going to bring awesome players here create an incredible experience for you guys right um so the time yeah time went on you know this, the end of the summer dwindled down this was about end of august gag comes up with the idea he noticed that danny green had just launched a podcast called inside the green room so he took it upon himself to just reach out and see if there was an opportunity for them to, to just show up do a live podcast wow. um they liked his pitch. They got on the phone. The guys, they're their team, their producers, uh, Amjad and the co-host Harrison. They're awesome dudes. They were very, very receptive to the idea. Um, so we. Uh, so you guys literally got him to come out to Halifax. Like you, like you guys were the idea behind that. He wasn't doing a trip to Halifax or anything before this. No, he wasn't. And this was we that first initial agreement was about two weeks before we had him scheduled to come so in two weeks we got a sponsored sponsorships to cover the venue which saved us thousands of dollars we got a sponsorship to get us a vehicle sponsorship to get us uh, to get them a place to stay so like we were so fortunate all these things just fell into place and um 
out of pocket, we we um, <coughs> excuse me, we bought the plane tickets for the three man team to come out, including Danny. Did the sponsorships pay for that, or you like you the title league business? You guys paid for that. Yeah, we paid for it. Like mm. um, it hadn't, you know, title league hasn't to date really made any money. Um, so we took that one. And then we, you know, we sold tickets. So it was still, it's still lost. But at the same time, it was like, it was a statement thing. It was like, hey, we're gonna bring awesome events like this. Right. And it sold out 120 seat thing. We marketed it all. It sold everything out in like a week. And I was like, you know, this, this is gonna be real. We're gonna keep this momentum up, and we hope to do more cool events like that. Um, and yeah, it's just been been a grind ever since then well one of the coolest things this year is like anytime a player in toronto anytime they're doing good the city and like canada will just kind of latch onto this guy and danny green is he's been having a huge year and every time that he pops up on sports center i think about you guys and i think about title league and i was like holy shit the fact that you guys were able to get this guy out to halifax that speaks volumes about uh the direction I think that this company is going to go in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And we, you know, like one of our, we have, there's a lot of purposes behind what we do. And especially with this tournament, we, you know, we want to, sure, we want to bring an awesome event that people can enjoy. But at the same time, we want to show off the city to these players. Like, hey, this is an awesome city. And then even further, we want this to help grow the city. So, you know, after the tournament, we're giving these players opportunities to invest in local businesses. And we're picking, we're handpicking, you know, probably the top 10 best startups that we think in the city right now and are going to give them a few minutes to pitch these players. And then, you know, they can let people really get truly invested in this place if they like it. And Danny, during his day, he really, he really loved the city, really loved the city. Therefore, you know, now we have government on our side. We have mayor's been championing us at all the events that we've been at so it's just been incredible like the momentum keeps growing so we're really excited for next summer um is that one of your guys long-term goals with this company is to just you know make halifax bigger by doing this yeah like i really like that's an overarching personal goal and i think it is for the four of us that are involved in business here is we're like halifax while it still has sometimes, you know, the small town mentality of like new things are scary. There's also kind of a new wave of startup energy right now. And it feels like we're at the forefront of that. Like right before, I feel like the city's about to pop off. It's about to blow up. And like, I really want to be part of right. the, legacy, the legacy that is, you know, really bringing focus on that. So whether it's from like a basketball capacity, a business capacity, you know, I want, I want to be part of building a city. And you were talking about this before, and I had mentioned uh, you guys did that trip in New York City, and you guys looked like you were just kicking ass there. You were wearing business suits in New York City. What does that feel like? To walk around the Big Apple with a fucking suit on. <laughs> in the suit. Yeah. Um, you feel a little out of place when you're on the subway. Right. <laughs> well, everyone's wearing a suit, though, no? What's that, sir? Everyone's wearing a suit, like, on the subway. Oh, no, they are. In that area, yeah. There's, yeah. yeah there's, there's, a, there's a heavy mix of, of suits and then, like, the very opposite of what wearing a suit is. What did um, you guys What did you guys do when you were down there in New York? So, 
when we were down there meeting with the NBPA, um, which is the uh, NBA Players Association, a Players Association, which is the union that all the uh, right, are yeah, 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 automatically a part of. So we were meeting with the business end of that called Think Four Fifty, and we were basically exploring uh, how they could be involved in this. And I mean, so far it's been positive. Uh, they like what we're doing. And that's very important, you know, like they can because they can be the liaison between us and all the players that we really want to get. Is and so that was the main thing. We, you know, we had a few other meetings, but yeah, nothing. We we can't really disclose anything that came of those yet because there's nothing confirmed one way or the other. But um, this tournament that's happening in the summer is it just with these pro amateur players, or is it one of those things like where you make a team and and you go down? Like, could I be in it or whatever? Like, what is this going to be yeah. like? Yeah, so we're, so there's a lot of programs. Uh, it's not a new idea by any stretch of the imagination either. So, like, it, but a lot of these programs you can pay to play and sign up, and we want it to be more elite and okay. competitive than that. So we want, we're, we're trying, uh, <coughs> excuse me, uh, we've been handpicking these players and reach out to players that we want. Nice, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're not going to have my dumbass there, like, dribbling. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess I've never, I've never seen you shoot around, so it could be something... Uh, no, 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 you don't want to see that. <laughs> yeah. No, I, yeah, I throw up bricks, too. I'm, that's why I'm on the business end of it. Yeah, um, not, yeah, nothing like how I am on the ice. Yeah, exactly. I'm <laughs> an all-star on the ice. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, we want it to be... Uh, we want it to basically... We want Halifax to feel what it feels like to really see elite, highly competitive electric basketball in, you know, a, a nice environment. Like, we we purposely selected the Dartmouth Sportsplex. Brand new facility, $20 million um, renovations is put into it. Um, it's going to seat 3,500 people a game, and it's just going to be the perfect size. Ooh, I can already feel that. You, that PR change that 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 uh, that you're starting to get this PR skill, uh, it's just getting better and better. Um, hey, I'm gonna talk about this later on my show, but uh, I'm gonna be starting. Um, I'm gonna be taking this varsity journal thing more more into like a business venture and doing like business trips and covering events. And uh, if you get me some media credentials, I would love to come down uh, this summer to Halifax and and cover that tournament a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be that'd be awesome. We'd love, uh, yeah, anyone who's interested in reporting on it, we got to get them down for sure. Absolutely, man. Uh, let's do it then, um, Gabe. That's that's about all I got, man. Uh, I'm gonna talk a little bit more about my business ventures later on in the show. You guys uh, can listen to that. This episode's gonna come out on Christmas. Um, Gabe, thanks for joining the show, man. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, I appreciate you having me, man. There you have it. There is Gabe Roy. Uh, you know this this guy's gonna be a uh, a millionaire one day, and and if this guy does what I think he's gonna do, then I I really do think that um, the city of Halifax is gonna start to boom one day. Uh, I I've seen how hard this guy works, and already what what him and Gab have done you know, in a year and a half of being young entrepreneurs. It's it's a very, very exciting time for Halifax. And um, at the forefront, you, you have these two 
young entrepreneurs brilliant ideas and uh it was an honor to have gabe on the show uh if i didn't already mention uh i'm recording this podcast while my family is just kind of hanging out around me so merry christmas to my family um everyone's about to go to sleep soon we've been watching christmas movies having drinks tonight and we're going to keep this short. Uh, I have a big announcement. Not a, not a big announcement, but a, uh announcement that is very important to me, very important to um, the things that I've been doing lately as an independent journalist. Uh, and I'm going to save that for the end of the show. So before I, I announce uh, some, some big things that we're doing with the Varsity Journal, I'm going to introduce my next guest, uh, one of my really good buddies, Adam Zori, huge sports fan. Uh, he's been a member of the Fantasy Football League that, I'm, that I've just won, by the way. Let's, you know, let's not forget about that. We're going to talk a lot about a lot about fantasy football. Most of it's going to be about me taking this league by storm and and winning that title. Uh, so huge sports fan, big fantasy football guy, Adam Zori, been wanting to come on the show since I started this podcast, and it's an honor to have him on. So ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, Adam Zori joining the show with us. So I thought that if there's an... If there's ever a more appropriate date, AZ, here's your wish, dude. Say whatever you want. You are on the Varsity Journal, what dude. What Christmas gift, man. Absolutely. Um, before I'm so we... excited to be here. Thank you. Thank you for uh, being thankful. But you know what? Before we start anything, let me, let me start off by saying this. Those Ravens tweets, they need to stop. Because they are obnoxious. A little wild, eh? Those, okay. So Adam Zori is a huge Baltimore Ravens fan. And you know what, Adam? You've been going off, okay, about your Baltimore Ravens. What? What is that about? I'm just, man, I honestly feel like the best, best feeling I've had about this team since 2014-15. Like, I'd say specifically the path came after that run. You know, I just feel great about the team, and it's a lot of optimism just because of the offense. Like, the offense looks great. Can I can I interject for a second? Lamar's just revitalized them. What's that? No, 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 that's a great point. But can I interject by saying, uh, did you... Uh, hold up, I gotta grab my drink. Did you specifically say 2014 just so we can skip over the fact that in 2013, you pieces of shit, uh, Super Bowl 47? Is that what? Is that why you didn't even mention Super Bowl uh, 47 no, in 2013? I'm, I'm Were you trying to be very respectful to me? Well, I'm, I'm talking about, like... I just laughed and spit juice forward. on my computer, so... <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. No, I'm talking about, like, going forward. Like, 
in terms of the team future, like after that game, I was kind of walked away feeling good. Like we were up fourteen nothing against the Pats, um, and you know I felt going good into the next season. Obviously, they finished five and eleven, two thousand fifteen sixteen. Uh, but you know I didn't really feel good about Flacco at the helm. Obviously, you know I I love Joe. That's my guy. You know he took us all the way. But you know I've, the blind optimism is obviously I was a victim of that. Um, but. You know, that doesn't mean that the guy... Blind optimism, dude. That, that Blind optimism, I think, is the story of so many, like, just normal sports fans of teams. Like, every time you ride with a team, it is blind optimism. Uh, but now you do have a guy, Lamar Jackson. And you know what, AZ? This has to be the first time you guys actually have some positivity to your offense. Because how many... Like, every year, it's something about your defense and even at the beginning of this year like you had I, I remember so we're gonna get into the fantasy football aspect of of things later on but you had the Baltimore defense in fantasy football and they were so good because everybody was like you know what Baltimore defense they're gonna be good again but that's the only thing about Baltimore and then Baltimore defense ended up being a not sought after uh choice, if you will, in fantasy yeah, football. Yeah, after the Bengals game. So, so now things drift over to the offense, and I was trying to think, like, when was the last time that Baltimore actually has a good team heading into the playoffs, and it's not the defense that's the story? You know what I mean? I can't think of one. Great. Probably the early Harvard and, and And listen, but guys, I this is think. a Baltimore fan speaking. So, so, so L- L- Lamar Jackson, like, is does this guy actually like root? Re- does he really give you hope for this? What nine and six? Nine and six, right? Nine and six, Baltimore Ravens yeah, team. Okay, I don't want to disrespect well, you. Playoffs for sure, man. Okay, well, yeah, playoffs for sure. In terms of like the future, man, like this brand of football is obviously not sustainable. But you know, I we kind of have to ride with this guy at this point. He's shown us that he deserves the starting. The starting job, and you know he's embraced the city, he's embraced the fan base, and you know he's playing well. We just got to ride with him. I think you know I I love the guy, I love his uh, his play style, I like the brand of football that we're playing. You know, pounding the ball, draining the clock. You know, I think it's working. Um, and you know, going forward, I mean, like no one can predict the future, but I think the best thing is just to ride with this guy. You know, AZ, you listen, listen, AZ, you're on here because you are a fantasy football guy first you know what I mean there's no fantasy football experts I've had so-called fantasy football experts on the show before and I think anybody that's a fantasy football guy anybody can be a fantasy football expert okay so already Phil Thompson I've loved this guy loved having him on the show but anybody can be a fantasy football expert okay you're as much of fantasy football expert as him and that's why you're on the show but listen to me what matters what matters to you more in your life? A successful football team to cheer for like the Baltimore Ravens or your own successful fantasy football team that you've built from the ground up? Oh, Ravens all day. Okay, really? Yeah, man, because this is the thing. is like when you have that kind of fan base, like the, the, high, the lows hurt, but the highs are just like... So nice. And Absolutely. Kind of ride with the fan base, ride with the team. 
like finish is fun and all, but like as you know, <laughs> as I know, yeah, the ups and downs are so crazy, and the, it's like, yeah. yeah, I'd say it's sixty five percent luck, you know, thirty five percent football knowledge and skill, and that sort of stuff. It's so much luck, man. So. You know, that's what, like, I obviously had a rough year in fantasy in a couple of different leagues, and I kind of chalked that down to just, you know, shitty luck at the end of the day. But, you know, with the, with your, you know, you're following your team and stuff, it's kind of different. It's, it's tough to describe, but I just, it's kind of like an attachment of some sort. Hey. And then, um, you know, as opposed to, like, just, you know, points on a screen or that sort of stuff. Can we talk about the percentages that you've been applying to this fantasy football mindset, by the way? Because I feel like you do not have a uh, grasp on... First, it was, what, 75% luck? 35%? I don't know, dude. You said 75% luck? Uh... (laughs) 35% whatever and 25 uh hey dude at that point we're at 150 so az yeah, let, let's get a let's get a clear graph okay on those percentiles um because you know what 60 yeah well no 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 I, I, I was I was going to start to talk about uh me winning the fantasy league but you know what we're not even there yet did you watch the game tonight by the way because i literally just looked up the score now like as as you were talking yo no i didn't i missed it as well i was doing family stuff and i literally looked at my phone and like the game was over and i had like fantasy implications in a game in another league okay and, and everything worked out it was nice but it was close um First of all, like, what are your thoughts about the Raiders moving to Las Vegas? And do you think that it was kind of poetic justice that there was literally a flood in the in the Raiders stadium before the game tonight? Oh, I didn't even hear about that. That's crazy. Okay, so I saw a bunch of fans running on the field and stuff. And- no, so on Twitter there was uh, like videos from like not not the Raiders. Uh, you know, Twitter. It, this was like, um, yeah. like maintenance guys and and like people that are working like concession and shit. They're like taking videos of the field before there's the actual game, and there's like water. Like it looks like a fucking uh, water park on like the you stairs leading down to the game. And this is this is how some people are celebrating their Christmas Eve. Yeah, it's nasty. To me, it seems like they're trying to move to Vegas and it's like everything's like going against them. You know what I mean? It's like they have nowhere to play next year. They gave this guy a 10-year contract and giving him, you know, they're giving him a brink struck every year. And, you know, obviously it's a rebuild to get that. The, like, Are you talking about Derek, Derek Carr or John Gruden? What's that, Are you talking about Derek Carr or John Gruden? Who, like, who who are they backing up that Brinks, Brinks truck for? The Brinks truck to Gruden, man. Like, they okay, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point. Okay, keep going. Yeah. So, you know, I just, it seems like everything is, like, going against. They're making this move. They're trying to, like, you know, make a splash in Vegas. And, you know, they had this franchise guy. And, you know, he looked really good two years ago. And now he just looks like a complete different player and you know they had a really 
promising team. It's just it seems like you know right. things were going well for them, and then you know all this Vegas stuff started to come up, and it just seems like everything's like going against them to move there, and it's just like they're just kind of forcing it. It's it's very interesting to say the least, and you know when they get there, obviously you know the money is going to be you know very very uh, very good for them and all that kind of stuff, but. Very interesting mm. situation, and obviously you got to feel bad for those fans because one, they're the laughing stock of the NFL. Two, they're God, they have one of the gener- most generational talents on defense to come through the NFL draft in the past, you know, X amount of drafts. We traded that right. guy away. Yeah, Never, we get it. It's a rebuild, but like you know, that obviously hurts. And you know, number three is that they're getting their team taken away from them. Like, yeah, it's obviously really shitty for those fans and. You know, that whole situation in Oakland is just terrible. Do you, and, you, do know, you play AZ? Do you, like, AZ, do you play Madden? Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, I remember what was it? Madden sixteen. I had uh, yeah. the Raiders, and I think I think in twenty sixteen that was like the Raiders' breakout year. They're like, oh, this is yeah. finally a uh, Madden team that you can actually build off of. That in real life they're having a good year. You look at their defense, and it's. It's who? It's it's Bruce Irvin, Alden Smith. They later signed in 2016. You look at their offense. They have Derek Carr, who that year he was a sensational quarterback. Um, yeah, Mike, Michael yeah, Crabtree, Amari Cooper, and this is a Michael Crabtree coming off of a 49ers team. You know, uh-huh. who who were yeah Super Bowl contenders. You look at their team top to bottom. This is a prime to be Super Bowl team. They have a they have a re- a really bad 2017, and then they end up hiring a John Gruden. Okay, a John Gruden who was for a very long time an analysis, and a lot of people thought that maybe John Gruden is the guy to turn this team around. And what ends up happening? They have maybe yeah the most disgusting looking fucking season. And even like when they finally win a game, their very next game is against a 49ers team who's starting a guy from I I don't know I should know this shit, but I don't really care about the Niners. Mullen. Mullen. Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to think about where uh, where he's from. Uh, yeah, yeah, Southern Mississippi. I I knew that. He's from Southern Mississippi. They're 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 starting an undrafted quarterback from Southern Mississippi. He blows them out in his first NFL game. Okay. That's how bad the Raiders are. Okay, and this is in their first season with John Gruden, and in their last season in Oakland is Las Vegas really. Prime for a fucking team. Do you really think that a a city that's never had uh, an NFL team before? Do you think they want a team like the Oakland Raiders? I mean, they won tonight. I think they want a team. I just think it's like a bad start. That's all. Yeah, I think like yeah. that that city itself is like really becoming a sports city. It's really nice to see. Like you know, those fans are obviously very grateful for. Um, the the Golden Knights and all that kind of stuff, and I'm sure they'll get an NBA team soon. The NBA is blowing up, but 
Um, you know, I think they want a team that's just, you know, the Raiders, obviously. <laughs> you know, yeah. You, it kind of sucks that, you know, this team's moving to the city and they're not going to have a guy like Khalil Mack or, and like, yeah. obviously the quarterback situation is, you know, going to be a question mark going forward. And, you know, that team's basically going to be a clean slate next season. Like, you know, Gruden's going to build them up, but who knows what You just mentioned like. the Vegas like, Knights, too. Like, 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 Vegas just had a really good team, and they didn't think that they were gonna have a have a good team in the NHL. Like you just mentioned, the Vegas Knights, yeah. they're not gonna have a Vegas yeah, Knights yeah. when the Raiders come. One yeah, should expect. Yeah, they're gonna suck. <laughs> um, also, yeah, they're still gonna suck. Yeah. Okay, I got another question for you. Um, do yeah. you want you want to you want to know something that really sucks? I can't find a song that outlines my success. I mean, after I won, I was listening to We Are the Champions by Queen. But AZ, <laughs> there's no we. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm, I can listen to these oh, celebrations. Yeah. So there's no we. I'm listening to We Are the Champions. There's no we. There's just me. And oh, good for you. Uh, I won the fantasy football championship. So I'm trying to ask you what the best song I can listen to. If you have any ideas, let me know. Uh, the only one that I can think about is I'm the Man, maybe, by Ella Buck. Oh, that's a good one. You like that yeah, one? Yeah, that's a good one. A mutual friend of ours uh, was really pushing that one when he won another league of ours. Okay. Years ago. That was like five years ago now. The, he, yeah, I'm the Man. I would, did did he talk about We Are the Champions? Did he say how much of a dilemma that one was? Uh, I I can't remember specifically. And you know another good one would be is that Bring It On Home to Me, Sam Cooke. Oh, the song oh, the intro of the podcast. Hell yeah! Uh, I'm just gonna play the song for a second. Um, Okay, sorry. Uh, I I was trying to flex on you, but like I couldn't even find like a the fucking chorus, so I just fucked that up myself. <laughs> Typical me, like trying to flex and I couldn't fucking um uh, whatever. even pick some. Anyway, let you know what? Let's uh, get to that point in the podcast that we we're talking about before. Why you're even on here? Uh, let's talk about our fantasy football league. Uh, I try and tell people. Oh, on- I try and tell people all the time the importance of having a group of people who, you know, all collectively love the game of football. That is so important, right, in, in a fantasy football league. But not only that, but also having a group chat and, you know, this portal where you can talk endless amounts of shit to your friends. Like, if you don't have those combination of things, it just doesn't work. You can't have one without the other. You need... People who love football, but also you need your friends playing that game, and you need that group chat. If you don't have a group chat, then don't play fantasy football. You know what I mean? Like it won't be worth it. Like how, however much money you win at the end of the day, it's not gonna be worth like that money. Like you might as well just be a gambler if you don't have a group chat. Precisely. Yeah. The bragging rights are uh, are 
are very, especially like we don't. I mean, compared to some of these, we we only put in six hundred bucks as a group. So right. But I think no, we put it in five hundred this year, and like yeah. that's like so. Champ wins three bills, three hundred bucks. Yeah. Like three hundred bucks is nice. Well, okay, so two fifty profit. Like that's obviously really nice, but like yeah, you know, a whole year's worth of bragging rights over like close friends. That's <laughs> that's a pretty yeah pretty nice prize as well. For like, if 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 you're like an occasional gambler, you can win that in a night. You know what I mean? Precisely. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, so you know, the bragging rights are way more. I know some older folks, like some old old timers, use like email, but like email threads are so like not the same as your group chat. It's just right. Group chat's like so instant. Yeah. And, yeah. Hilarious. Okay. So Az. You you know exactly where I'm segueing with this, so let me take over, and I'm sure you got you got some fire to go off with this. So I'm just gonna tee this up for you, okay? So for those listening, imagine being zero and five. Imagine starting off a season like I was just talking about, okay? So we have we have a group and we're all good friends. We're all friends. We've all like m- the majority of us are like we've met each other and AZ we we don't only have this league. We have uh, a a March Madness league that we play in every year. Um even in the off season like we're still talking football. We're still, you know, talking shit to each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and every once in a while like um, the majority of guys live in Toronto, so we'll we'll meet up at wh- whoever's house and go out for a drink, talk shit. This is like this is a league where it's like, eh, you know, like you want to win because you want to talk shit to it. Imagine being zero and five. Okay, you lose your first five games. You're hearing it from everybody. You're hearing it from your friends and and everybody that's in the league. You're hearing it from all angles. Okay, and we have a guy in our league named Caleb, and he is an amazing shit talker. And okay, and and uh, then you go from being zero and five, you win every fucking game after that. Okay. I'm talking, after I went 0-5, this guy beat me in my third game, and he talked endless shit to the point where I, like, in my third game when I lost to him, I was so, like, mad and sad, whatever, I couldn't even, like, respond to his shit talk and being like, oh, you got the best of me. I literally went to bed and, like, was on the verge of, trying not to cry not actually to that extent but i was like i fucking hate everything okay i yeah and you left 24 points on your bench that week <laughs> oh my fucking guy my fucking guy az for picking up those stats <laughs> all right my guy did some research yeah so i lost that week and then i proceeded so i have all these thoughts in my head to like how how, how i can get back on this guy right because if you're owing three you're fine. Like, you just need to win some more games. I lost the next two weeks, okay? I'm now 0-5. 
Think about what's going on in my head. I literally made a podcast devoted to what you should do when you're already at the point of bailing out of a fantasy football league. A fantasy football league, AZ, that by the way, I took every Sunday off at work so I can, you know, devote my time to watching football and like yeah. I, I, I bought a uh, sports streaming service that was devoted to watching every game so I could be a part of this league. And I went 0-5. Then I won out. I won every fucking game. I beat this. The next time we, we played each other, I, I the next time I played this guy that was talking shit to me after the third loss, I beat him by like 70 points. It was fucked. I blew him out of the water. Yeah. For whatever reason, everything right happened to me, AZ. Like, I'm telling you, I thought, like, I've had thoughts going to bed. Like, do you ever have these thoughts that, like, when things are going so right for you, maybe you made a deal with the devil, like, but you don't remember it. Like, that part of your memory was erased from you. Like, maybe the devil came to you and was like, I'm going to make this deal with you. If you want to subscribe, if you want to sign on the dotted line, you know what I mean? Have you ever had something like that, like, go according to plan? Because that's what it felt like for me. Man, man, well, the thing is, like, my team in another league was, like, same same situation. My guy Not an 0-5 league. league. Come on now. Yeah, oh, it wasn't always, yeah, yeah, sorry. So, I, I, I was good from the beginning. Your situation is obviously different. But my feeling was that when I was winning and, like, pretty riding pretty high, I was like, yeah, something's going to go wrong. Like, someone's going to get hurt. Someone, something's going to happen. I'm going to score, like, 60 points in one week. And that is what happened. I, I, it was good the whole year. And, like, I finished 10-3, and three, most points. I had, like, Saquon, James Conner, Drew Brees, Tyreek Kill, Adam Thielen, and Rob Wood. This year, right? And, yeah. Okay. Yeah, man, this is another week, though. This was another yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm just like... Uh, I was like, my, my memory's not that good. I, I don't know how... Oh, well, you said fucking Saquon. That should have been the deal breaker, but I didn't... Anyway, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, so, yeah, man, last week, Saquon, five points. Adam Thielen, one point. Tyreek right. Hill, four points. Drew Brees, seven points. Like, just completely let me down. And, like, I... That was, like, a total bummer. And, like, I just... The thing is, I wasn't, like... Like, emotionally, like, I wasn't like, oh, like, fuck. Like, this whole season was, like, riding high and all came down to this. And obviously, Connor was a week 14, week 15. But um, I kind of was, like, not expecting it. But I was like, yeah, like, he's doing so good throughout the whole year. Something's bound to go wrong. <laughs> and, right. You know, something did go wrong. But, yeah. you know, obviously, for your case, like, you know, everything was going wrong in the beginning. And, you know, you have a history in this league in that, like, I think it was 2016. You scored like it was like third most points, second most points. Um, you finished like three and ten. Uh, was it two 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 years ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. um, that yeah, would have been 2016. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right now. I well prior to Stephen. Shout out to Stephen, by the way. Like you, you want to fucking hey, if you guys ever like have fantasy leagues do your research before you like bring people in we we've been lucky in the sense that we've like brought in some pretty good people we haven't brought in any like schmucks into our league steven was, was a first year guy and he um had he broke the record for the most 
points for for a team that never made the playoffs. And he broke that by, like, 130. Like, what a shitty record to fucking yeah. break, right? Yeah, and Connor as well. Like, Connor, Connor was in our league the first year, but then he, like, wasn't in our league for the next three. And then he came back this year, and he, you know, finished 12-1. He was the guy that you played in the final. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and by the way, I, I told Connor that I would give him a shout-out. Fucking shout-out, Connor, man. Fuck, like... You want to talk about drafting the perfect team? I know people listening to this, like, don't give a fuck about our fantasy league, right? There's about maybe nine people, like, listening to this that actually care. Not even nine, seven, because... Yeah, they're all in our league. Yeah, yeah, it's everyone in our league. Like, nobody cares about (laughs) the content that we're talking about. But the guy that was in our league, he was... Uh, 12 and 1 prior to facing me and you want to know like a throwback too uh, so I was at Walker's Christmas party tonight and you remember when Walker was in our league yeah man Pity City yeah buddy uh, he remembers Connor too and I was like oh I faced Connor yeah. and then Walker was like oh the uh, like he was he was in like the first year I ever played yeah, and the team was terrible. He, he finished last place. He, fin- he finished last place, well, yeah. Like, um, like crazy tidbit, by the way. Uh, speaking of last place, so there are guys listening. Who, whoever is listening to this podcast, if you're not... If you're listening to this podcast, by the way, and you don't care about fantasy football, what the fuck are you still doing listening? Uh... But if you are still listening, here's something that you, yeah that may actually like interest you. So if you ever finish last, okay, here's an incentive to uh, playing fantasy football if you don't actually care about fantasy football. If you if you're ever playing fantasy football and you finish last, there's something called a sacco. So that means. That if you finish last, then you have to do a, uh, a what what would you call it, AZ? Like a, a punishment, you know? Some sort of embarrassing punishment or right. challenge. There's, um, there's a lot of them. A lined up yeah, so there's like a tradition um, in most fantasy leagues, but most fantasy leagues that have traditions also have like a belt or a trophy. So the same leagues that would have a belt or a trophy, their punishments would be like, oh, um, our Sacco is they have to have a trophy that says they're the worst or they have to have a T-shirt and walk around the city, whatever, uh, they're the worst. But our league we got, like, when we first came up with the idea two or three years ago, we were super savage about it, and we were like, you know what? The loser of our league has to get a full-on Brazilian wax. So, like, get your fucking nuts, like, ripped off. And the guy that had finished last place, it was his first year. Oh, and... Guess what um, cultural background he was? Arabian. So imagine the amount of hair on his body. 
the same amount of hair as the guest that's currently on the show, Adam Zori. So, Adam, if you were to get that Brazilian wax, how much would that fucking hurt? Oh, a lot. Yeah. A lot is probably an understatement. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, You're getting your entire fucking hair ripped off after getting that bushy, curdling hair waxed on with, what, duct tape or floss or whatever they use? Yeah, duct tape probably, or, like, wax or some, some shit like that. Oh, Izzy, don't actually terrible. say duct tape. They terrible. definitely don't use duct tape. Oof. Fuck. Like, what is it, wax then? Oh, man, you get your whole, yeah, that other shit would be red for weeks. Yeah. Um, Brutal. I just, no, AZ, I just wanted you to, like, chime in to tell them what it's like to be Arab and be hairy, but also have to get a wax. Like, Arabians don't get waxed, dude. Oh, no, never, no. It's, yeah. it's out of the question. It's either <laughs> shave or bust, or, do, or doing the, uh, the, what's it called, the, um, the, with the strings. I don't even know what the hell what's called, fuck. What's, what's the strings? Like, you know how they do it? Like, I, I know some Turkish barbers do this, where, like, they take, like, strings, and that's how, like, they cut the hairs off on, on beards and stuff. Let me... But nah, like, wax is, like, out of the question. So, yeah, this Is guy, this a uh, traditional wax? What is, what is it? What is it? What is it? A Turkish yeah. barber wax? No, it's a Turkish barber. Let me see. Turkish barber... Is um, it a nose wax? No, it's, like, string... Oh, it's, like, a stripping... Oh, yeah, it's called threading. Okay. Oh, a, a facial threading. I'm going to watch the video on this. I'll post a link to this, uh, to the podcast for, for any of you guys listening. Uh, okay. So, so you apply the thread and dude, I can't fucking watch this. So what is it? You do whatever and you just, oh, that doesn't look bad at all though, dude. It's like really? Pull, it's like a, it's like cutting on your face. I mean, it's not painful as hell, though. It's like irritating. It's annoying. I, I feel like, yeah, yeah. It's irritating and annoying, but I feel like that's not as bad as a stra- uh, what you know, what do you call it, a one blade straight razor? Oh no, not as bad. No. Yeah, not nearly. That this say, this is like a poor probably. version of that. Yeah, exactly. I thought I thought Arabians I thought Arabians are like super rich. AC. This that's like a very yeah, I mean, that's well, a very poor and like not methodical method of shaving that fuzzy facial hair that you guys have. Are we getting racist on the podcast? Is that what's happening right now? What's that? I said, are we getting racist on the podcast right now? Oh fuck, we're getting into some grooming, grooming talk. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't mean to, um, I don't mean to offend you guys, but. Uh, for for those Turks listening to the show, for those zero, for the zero amount of Turkish people listening to this podcast, uh, Iapor. Okay. Um. Anyway, uh, I wanted to get into something else. Uh, as Az, as we were talking, like how great the group chat is, right? In fantasy yeah, football, like it's probably like a staple of our. Of it's a staple, yeah. It it. If you don't have a group chat, then whatever I was describing to you earlier, 
Like, winning the money, yes, $350 is great, but you know what? It was a fucking battle. It took me um, 16 weeks to win $350, and not even 16 weeks. It took me a draft, and before I was fucking, like, studying the draft, and then there's all the weeks leading up to it. It, it, Like, it essentially took me 25 weeks to win this league, and for 350 bucks, it's not worth it, okay? So if you're only in it for the money, be a gambler, okay? Gamble your fucking money because it won't, it really won't be worth it for, even if you guys all put in, yeah. So you need the group chat to um, establish a, uh, um, what, what, like a person, what, AZ, what's the word? A personality or a, um, a culture, yeah, great word. Okay, you need to establish a culture within the group. Or So we have a culture, and in that culture, a lot of it is talking shit. So a lot of the times, though, that doesn't exactly work. Um, and sometimes it might lead to people leaving the group. And we have a perfect example of that. That was a former guy who left the group... AZ, we don't even yeah. have to, let's we not even let's not even say his name. Yeah, no, 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 no. Uh, let let's not use any names. Fuck it. Let let's just not use any names. Uh, we had a guy. We had a guy who left our group because some savage shit went down. But you know what? I would be very interested in um, how other listeners might think about this. So, AZ, you know what? Describe the story. Describe what happened with. Um, Product number one. Let's call him that. Uh, there was uh, a little bit of conflict between the two individuals, and uh, some. Wait, 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 wait! wait. Bef- before you, before you say, but be- between the two individuals, so there there was two members of our fantasy group, right? And like they had two pro- members of the yeah, yeah. two members of the fantasy league, in which uh, one. So basically, this was leading up to the 2016 season. Um, one member of the league. Uh, he he realized he didn't want David Johnson for some reason. Uh, oh, oh, wait, 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 sorry, 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 time out. I thought we were going straight to, like, him leaving. The, okay, so, uh, Adam... This is the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, sorry. So, Adam is starting from the roots of the fucking, like, seed being built. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like this might, yeah, 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 this <laughs> might be a, this might, okay, uh, make this brief, because, yeah, I'll make this yeah, brief. yeah, okay. Basically, so, um, person one decided that they didn't want David Johnson anymore for some reason, so, he said in the chat, he's, uh, he was offering him up, um, now the other person two, um, was like, doing his research pretty early and was realizing that David Johnson was, you know, getting a lot of touches in camp, and you know they were getting. Let's like, call person like, two Caleb because uh, we already talked about him many times in this show. <laughs> Let's just call him fucking Caleb, dude. Let's be black and white uh, about so it. Caleb, yeah. So Caleb's, Caleb's a savage, more. and you know what? Caleb. He's a great shit talker. And listen, for those of you who like, for whatever reason, would listen to the podcast but like not understanding fantasy, this guy's a great shit talker. This guy, in fact, led to another guy being kicked out of the league. AZ, pick up that story. We'll continue later. Go. So basically what happened is um, 
So he traded David Johnson to Caleb for a third round pick. Um, now the guy had been he won no, no sorry he didn't win the season before I think he had a high pick oh no he had a really low pick in the first round so Caleb had realized that in the third round he was also going to have a really low pick as well so he had ended up trading David Johnson for the draft rights to Ryan freaking Matthews that was fucked uh, if you don't you guys don't remember Ryan Matthews. He was a uh, former backup running back on the Philadelphia Eagles once upon a time. And then yeah. I don't ever think that he ever had a feature role on the Eagles. Maybe yeah, for a I'm fucking... Maybe, yo, literally yeah, maybe, so maybe for a cup of tea he, he had a feature role, but I, I, I don't ever remember him as a feature back. He was on the Chargers for all those years. So, yeah, he was never. He had about 1,200 yards in 2013 with um, how many t- six touchdowns? Nah, never crazy numbers. He's pretty good. He was a solid guy, but you know, never, never anything like you know. He was never like a really game changer kind of guy. So anyway, so Caleb uh, traded that pick to uh, person number one for David Johnson. Uh, Caleb ended up going on this crazy run. He won the league uh, that year. Um, and person one, who uh, you know, who had taken Ryan Matthews, he had also put together a really impressive team. I think he had Melvin Gordon the, that year that Melvin Gordon broke out. And I'm actually going to try to pull up this team in a bunch of other really good. We, uh, we don't need to talk about person play. number one's team. It doesn't matter. So basically, and no, because it's important to the story because he he would have ended up probably ended up winning the league if he kept David Johnson. Oh right, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, because yeah, he was just short. You're right, yeah. you're right. So basically, our whole thing is that person number one gifted Caleb the league, which I mean, okay, whatever, you know, he, that could have been the case, but he had a he put together a pretty good team regardless. He had, he scouted Demarco Murray from. Uh, like the summer and realized that they were getting a bunch of touches. Mike Evans as well. He had a good team. He had a really even Matt Ryan. He got off waivers, and that was the season they went to the Super Bowl and all that. So basically, so his it, wait his his thought was, process though of drafting Ryan Matthews was because Demarco Murray had literally just left the the Eagles, right? And and then he no, I don't know. It was just, he was just it was his best best player available. I don't think it was anything. Like that. I think well, if anyone was to break it down, if anyone was to break it down, it was the year that DeMarco Murray had just left the Eagles and went to Tennessee. So if anyone was to like, yeah, exactly. if anyone was to like see this like draft pick initially, they'd be like, oh, maybe this guy's, you know, outside the box thinking. Like this is why he picked Ryan Matthews, who ended up like yeah, he ended up be- who ended up having like he ended up being the RB twenty five. Yeah, like holy fuck, did the Eagles ever use like so many different backs that year as they already have been like throughout every season since? Um, exactly. So- anyway, Caleb yeah. ends up winning that year, um, and. He ends up Caleb ends up becoming a champion. These two guys were I want to say best friends probably. Like at at some yeah, really close, yeah. At some point in time these two guys were 
best friends with each other. Um, and this is what we're talking about, about, um, fantasy group chats that go haywire. Okay. Because these guys were best friends, but then you get a little, am I jumping in the story? Is he, is this like a good point to mention like where shit starts going haywire or, or is there some other stuff that I'm missing? No, this is Hey, wait, sorry, AZ? AZ? Yeah. Sorry, you're breaking up a little bit, dude. I, yeah, yeah, sorry. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do like a little snap thing just so I can uh, remember to edit this content because I might have to give you a call back in a second. Yeah, no worries. Also, no, no, no. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. You're good. Uh, okay, I'm gonna snap. Go. Basically, it got to the point where uh, they had, the shit talk got to such crazy levels that the guy ended up leaving the league, and they're like not friends anymore. This is oh, 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 oh! But let's not end there. Let's give the listeners the juicy parts because this is uh, the Christmas special podcast. Uh, we got to tell them the juicy bits. So I'm interested in the, the listeners, what they would think about this, okay? So this is what happened. These two, did, AZ, do you remember the timeline of this? Did this happen after Caleb had already won the league? Yeah, because that's when things got really okay. bad. Like, so yeah, salty you imagine, you Im- me and AZ, we already set this up for you perfectly, okay? So... You imagine being, uh, you imagine losing to this guy that we had already talked about, but he's also your really good friend. But not only that, he's a great shit talker and he took your guy and that's the reason that he won the fantasy football league. So you imagine all of those things encompassed into, you know, this fucking guy stealing your precious player and now for whatever reason he starts shit talking his girlfriend and he told the guy that his girlfriend looked like a horse and he starts posting gifs uh what do you call them az gifs you guys know what i mean yeah G-I-F's of horse stables. <laughs> like, like, literal yeah, stables. Uh, there's horse faces. So he was insinuating that his former best friend that he just beat in fantasy football is now dating a girl with a horse face. Um, I know there's a lot of people now that use the word savage. And if you ever want to use the word savage to describe um, anything that's going on, it is this. Because this was his former best friend. And he's a great shit talker. And he just took your 
He fucked you, okay? Essentially, he fucked you in the league. He took your best player, and now everybody knows about it. Everybody has been making fun of him, and everybody has been using this trade as an example throughout the entire season as an excuse for why this guy won the league, and now they're posting pictures of your new girlfriend saying she looks like a horse. Now, the reason I wanted to bring this up was because I wanted to see how people thought about this. Now, this is my thing. Uh, If you hear the story and you don't think that everyone else in this group chat is a piece of shit, then you're wrong because I think that uh, product number one, that's his name, right, AZ? Was it product number one or... So if if you don't think that he had a reason to leave the group, then I think you're wrong. I mean, like, this isn't just a guy who can't handle criticism. You encompass all those things into one. That might be a pretty fair assessment to leave a a group chat. Yeah, I would be pissed too. What are your thoughts on it? What are your thoughts on it? Um, AZ, or we call him AZ, Adam's or... so Adam and this guy used to be friends. They're still friends. Um, I'm not. I'm not even gonna get into why me and him aren't friends anymore because it, it's a really dumb story, and I think it would kind of take away from his story. Because I, I still like product product number one, whatever. I, I, I still, I, I think that he's a good guy. I like him. Uh, whatever happened with me and him, I think there was a lot more to it, and maybe that's just a story for another day. But um. I, how about you get into maybe the conversation that you guys had the other day and did fantasy football, like all that shit, um, ever get brought up? Because for those listening, like that don't know the full story, like that was a, um, he stopped talking to a, to a lot of his former friends and a lot of his former friends were in the fantasy football group. Yeah, I think it's, uh. I think it's water into the bridge at this point. But, like, those guys have to figure their own shit out. But, yeah, obviously. So, I was like, I wouldn't talk fantasy, though. Just kind of talk life and that kind of stuff. Okay. So, so what did you guys talk about? Like, without even getting it. Uh, so, the guy is now living in South America, let's say. Because he is. He's living in yeah, South, America, in and, South and, America. And he has an awesome job. And you said he's doing great now. But he... Um, okay, guy. Like, he didn't, like, fucking disappear you know he didn't do this lifestyle uh because he got bullied essentially out of his friend group he he was already doing this lifestyle um and like not to like also and be like we're targeting this guy like everybody gets everybody gets shit talked and like i've you know everybody's had yeah yeah everyone's been bullied yeah it's not it's not really yeah i wouldn't even say it's bullying it's like a bunch of friends oh no, dude, that was that. I I think that was product of uh, bullying, well, and I think if a lot of outside, well, I think if a lot of outside people, like people on the outside looking in, they they would describe that as bullying. And the only way to be like, eh, that wasn't bullying, was to you know have everyone else in the group explain it. Because if I were to explain, if you were to explain, we'd be like, well, maybe it's not bullying, it's this. But like people on the outside looking in. It's like, dude, you called his, like, now, I guess the whole thing was it yeah, wasn't, it wasn't his, it a, not a lot of people, no, nobody knew it was his girlfriend, but 
it, that was bullying, you know? I, like, when it comes down to it, that was bullying. I agree. It was bullying and, like, obviously very uncalled for and very uncool. Yeah. Yeah, but, like I said, it is what it is. Like, I'm pretty sure he's, like, not, he's, like, doesn't care about it anymore. That kind of stuff. Yeah, so... He moved on. Uh, he he is living in like South America. He's doing his own thing, and and he won the league too. Like, he, yeah, he was the first winner, right? League, so like, was he the first winner? He was the first winner. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, and you know what, dude? Like that—that's kind of the other shitty thing too. Like he's the inaugural winner of the league, and you know what? At the end of the day, he is a good guy, and I do like this guy. He has an amazing personality. I wish nothing but the best from him. Um. Me and him fell off for reasons that, you know what, dude, I can't even explain. And I would hope that maybe um, if I were to ever try and, uh, you know, like get back and like talk to him, whatever, I, I hope that he would just say it's water under the bridge. I don't know him well enough, like for me to even think that, but I, w- I would hope it because whatever we had, it wasn't nearly as big as. Because, you know what, dude? I think me and UAZ were two of the people that were like, dude, like, this is, that's not right, you know? Like, you don't, you don't, you don't say this to the guy. That's a little much. But when it is a lot of buddies, like, kind of jabbing at some guy, um, you don't really know the context. So the group chat thing is good, as I was saying. Like, you need a group chat and you need a group of friends that can talk shit to one another you need guys that can take it like to be fair this guy who who would uh product number one uh he he was he was a little like soft in the sense that he couldn't necessarily take it. you need people that can take those jokes but at the end of the day don't take it to that limit yeah like what i would say on the situation is that like it was definitely bullying and shit but and like definitely went too far, but you know, at the at the end of the day, like we're all friends and like kind of like we're kind of close in that sense. So yeah, I'd say it's like the end of the world, but definitely like not cool behavior. No, yeah, no, but I agree. Uh, our original point. Yeah. What was the original point? Sorry, what the fuck? We I feel like we've been talking for like twenty five minutes since that. What was the original point? The necessity of having a group chat. The necessity of having a group chat, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, someone, like, I was listening to Bill Simmons' podcast yesterday, and, like, they had this big, you know, obviously the listeners can go take a listen to that, but they had a big Todd Gurley trade controversy in his one of his leagues, and he was saying that uh, the email thread... In Bill Simmons' league? Talking about other people's moms and stuff. What's that? Yeah, Bill Simmons' league. Okay. Sorry, sorry, go about the, I I missed that part, about the mom thing. So, like, he has a, he's a league with, like, John Hand and, like, a, like, a bunch of other... Oh, like, wow, nice. And stuff and yeah. Yeah, so he was, like, saying that basically Todd Gurley was traded for David Johnson, Sony Michelle, and Marshawn Lynch. And this was after... This is on week six. So week six... Horrible trade. Horrible trade. Yeah, it's, like, not, not the best trade. So, anyway... But also, again, uh, this is one of the things in our league. Uh, don't assess trades if you don't know anything. And I think I know something because I just won. But also, fuck me for even saying horrible trade. Because that's not necessarily a horrible trade. But whatever. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry, It's not the best trade in the world. But it's like not the worst trade as well. Anyway, so yeah. his point was like, he's like, oh, people's 
mothers were being dissed, and I'm like, yeah, like, that's like pretty. <laughs> Like, wow. our people, like, like, obviously, it's, like, no hard feelings kind of stuff. Like, I'll actually know what actually means what they're saying, like, literally. But, like, like that's kind of our, our league as well. So, I'm, like, I'm pretty sure it's not isolated. It's just our fantasy football league. And, like, the listeners will also, you know, could relate to that as well. But, um... Yeah, that's yeah, a little, uh... Came to mind when we're talking about the chat. <laughs> yeah, well... Can we segue? Are we done with the, uh, the bullying? So... Anyway, at the end of the day, AZ, what do you what do you want to say about it? Have, have a group chat, but like, you know what? Be be friends if you're friends. Don't yeah, don't bully. There's no need to bully. It's it's um there bullying can be uh examined and can be qualified as bullying if there is a group chat. Because if you're a group of friends and, and, and shit just happens, you don't really analyze that stuff at the end of the day. But with group chats, uh, all that stuff, guys, is on written word. So all that stuff can be analyzed. And, um, I mean, if, if you say hurtful things and if, and if you post hurtful things, all that stuff at the end of the day can actually be looked back on so the whole horse gifts and stuff like when when those were being posted that yeah that that crossed the line and that was bullying but you know what product number one he's doing his own thing and he's doing good now and he's no longer with that girl anyway uh it was a piece of shit to her anyway um, if it makes anybody listening to this podcast feel any better, like he wasn't like, it's not like this guy's married to this girl, right? AZ like he's, yeah, you know, he was a piece of shit to her anyway. So, um, I, I mean, I would feel more bad for her if anyone were to ever hear that, but they didn't. So, um, yeah, have a group chat, but be nice to each other. What else you got to say, AZ? Uh, no, I was just going to segue. Yeah, 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 let's segue from that. Oh, my God. The only segue I was going to say is um, I always end the podcast off with things we have uh, coming up for sports this weekend. But I, I, I want to wrap up the podcast so at least, you know, I, I don't want to do a thing, another recording after this. So, AZ, what, what do we got coming up? This weekend, we have UFC uh, 232, John Jones versus Gustafson. There's a lot to unravel about that. I mean, the fucking... Where do we start? Where do we start? The fight just got moved to Los Angeles. Um, But let's not even talk too much about that. Uh, How do you feel about this fight coming up? John Jones versus... Alexander Gustafson, it just got moved from Las Vegas to Los Angeles. There's a lot of uh, drug testing stuff involved. I didn't do enough research to even fucking talk about this because I don't care enough about it. But it's going to be a hell of a fight. And it is happening this Saturday. AZ, thoughts? It's going to be good. I'm, I'm more excited for the Cyborg Nunes fight. Like, really? I really like Amanda Nunes style. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm not, I wouldn't say more excited, but like... It's going to be I'm a fight. I'm really excited for that one. You know, yeah. 
Um, it should be really good. You know, I really like Nuno's style fighting cyborgs and animals, so it should be good. Um, and, uh, you know, John Jones and the, the Gustafsson fight will be good as well. You know, I'm not, I'm not a big... The big UFC guy, but you know, I obviously No, you've been getting into it. Um, I was at. I was at the John Jones, uh, Alexander Gustafson fight, like the first fight, and it was in Toronto, uh, five years ago. The greatest sporting event I've ever been to, and there's part of me that is almost like resentful, like for the fact that I was there, only because I'm never gonna see a. UFC fight as good as that and for the past five years yeah, exactly. I for the past five years I've been going to UFC fights and they have not even come close to how good that fight was so that's something yeah. that I'm really looking forward to uh AZ I, I you know as someone who who is new into the fight game I I am happy that you are uh interested in that um women's bantamweight title fight because uh that's that's gonna be a huge fight and there's not a lot of people who um you know support the women's division there should be a lot of people uh there's not a lot of casual fans who who um support that division so i'm happy that you are uh we just cracked the one hour mark i gotta wrap this up az you've been an amazing guest we're gonna do this again you know i I feel like i I feel yeah, dude, I feel like we can talk for, for five more hours, but you know what? At the end of the day, no one's going to listen. This is the Christmas uh, podcast, so you know what? Let's let's wrap it up here. It's going to take about an hour to even upload this up to the web. Thank you again. Closing thoughts, what do you got? Uh, I'm really excited for Week 17. If the Ravens lose to the Browns, I'm <laughs> gonna go into exile for the next eight months. Hey, wait, question, uh, that question. Cold game should be really good as well. If if the Ravens do lose yeah. to the Browns, uh, do they? Would they make playoffs if uh, the Steelers lose to whoever they're playing? Nah, well, I think, but they're playing the Bengals. Like that's okay. So that's a just, given. That's cool. that's okay, not, right. Yeah. Okay. So I think it's like win and get in, or you lose and you're done. Right. Like I said, man. Like I, I think I'm not, not sure if I said this in this chat another one, but I was basically saying that like if this is really gonna be like a trilogy, then like I don't know what. Like if this is really gonna be the third season in a row that we get knocked out by a division rival in either week 16 or week 17, then like I just. Like, that group has just got to be cursed, man. It's just got to be... Like, it would just be crazy to have, like, the Steelers, Bengals, and then the Browns three years in a row, Week 16 and Week 17, knocking us out of the playoffs. That would just be unheard of and just ridiculously painful. Um, but, no, I feel... And there you have it. That is Adam Zori. That's my fucking boy, baby. Um, I'm going to have that guy on the show again. That was a lot of fun. And... You know what, man? Any anyone that supports this podcast and wants wants to for whatever reason come on the show, just drop me a line and and, and let's fucking do it. Uh, I got some important, uh, exciting stuff to announce. Um, the Varsity Journal is going to be a website very soon. Me and my good friend Alex Murray are creating a website called VarsityJournal.ca, and that is going to launch early 2019 
you know, uh, my friend Alex, we both have a huge passion for sports. We both have a, this guy, you know, I, I talk a lot about how much I love sports. I talk about how much I love journalism and, and covering sports for a living. So we're going to do that together. We're going to start off this, this website together. That's going to come out in early 2019. So I'm definitely going to have him on the show later on, uh, in, in early, early 2019. I keep saying early 2019 because I do not have a date selected. The website is going to come out whenever whenever it comes out. That's when it's going to come out. So uh, so I will definitely have him on the show. And it's going to be exciting, man. Um, I, I wish I could tell you more about it. It's not that I'm really keeping secrets. I just don't really know at this point where it's going to go. Uh, you guys, I've already made a couple episodes and I've talked shit about Barstool Sports and I've said how much I hate it, but one thing that Barstool has is a very competitive team of bloggers. They they have some really good bloggers and for whatever reason though, this website, Barstool Sports, caters to sports fans, so these blogger they like you know they can write amazing and for whatever reason they blog about sports and that should probably be the last thing that they should be blogging about because if you read their articles and if you listen to their podcasts Barstool Sports actually knows jack shit about sports to begin with so if I were to preview what the Varsity Journal website is going to be like let's just call it a blog for now and let's just say it's going to be a little bit um, like, you know, how Barcelona Sports, they, they don't just talk about sports. They, they kind of encompass everything. Uh, they're a little edgy, but they're a little edgy in the sense that uh, they're just kind of assholes to everybody. Um, I'm not really going to take that approach. I mean, I've been called an asshole before, but... Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep politics away, away from, from sports. We're, we're not going to hit the politics side. Um, we might talk some movies. We might talk about current events. Uh, but we're going to do our damn best to keep politics out of it. Um, hopefully, as Varsity Journal uh, gets better, little more out there we will hire some more bloggers some more writers um and another fun thing that i want to announce is that i'm also going to be we're also going to be starting up the video podcast uh and because i I think that i i've been getting i think enough viewers as i kind of expected to get from this podcast because i only really i don't have a lot of people on facebook and i just launch my uh, my episodes on Facebook whenever they come out, and I also launch them on Twitter, and I don't have anybody on Twitter. So when it comes to marketing this podcast, I have the same amount of viewers as I kind of expected that I would get. Um, so we're gonna do the video podcast thing because I think that might uh, that might attract some more people, and uh, that might get this this website, this company, this business, whatever, whatever this ends up being, I think we might be able to expand it a little more. 
by doing the video podcast thing. And I, th- I think a lot of more, a lot more people would rather watch this on video. I mean, what am I going to do on video? Probably the exact same that I'm doing on the pod on the audio podcasts, but you got to see my face. Um, if a lot of people are going to watch that, I, I don't know. Uh, but I, I think it might get, a, get a little more viewers than, uh, than I'm getting just by releasing this thing on Spotify and, and Apple podcasts and anchor FM. Cause dude, listen, I, I literally, I don't market this at all because I, that's not, that's not my area of expertise, if you will. But, um, I, I do care about this thing. I do like making the podcasts and, uh, Hey, the more people we can get the better and the bigger this thing is going to become. And, uh, I, I, I hate to quote this guy, but Dave Portnoy, the president of Barstool Sports, he has a great motto and it's, you know, brick by brick, this thing will get bigger. And I think kind of the same thing with Varsity Journal. I mean, if if we can get a website going, get some people to support it, get some more people writing on it, uh, time will tell um, how big this thing can be. Uh, but... The website hasn't even launched yet, but uh, hey, look out for it in 2019. Um, and inch by inch, what an annoying way of like taking exactly what Dave Portnoy said, but using a different word. Inch by inch, uh, we will. I am going to try and make this this thing a little bit bigger, um, just to expand my brand. I mean also another fucking annoying thing to say, but like, what do you do as a freelance journalist? How do you, how do you get bigger without trying to, um, you know, do things like this? So that's why I I am going to make a website. That's why I'm going to do the fucking video podcast. If you guys don't like it, then literally sit on a dildo and bounce up and down on it. I don't, I mean, I don't give a fuck. Uh, if you don't like it, don't watch it. Don't read any of the articles. But listen, I'm just going to keep releasing content. I'm going to try and get better at it. And, uh, you know, if you don't like it, sit on a dildo. Uh, this was a fun episode, man. Uh, sorry about this negative dildo stuff that I'm talking about at the end of this. Because uh, if you take all of the prior content that I said before, this was a relatively clean, uh, episode and it was a honor to, uh, bring this, this podcast to you guys live on Christmas day. I hope you're wearing, you know, something stupid, a fucking onesie or a Christmas hat, drinking a cup of coffee, sitting beside your grandma. Hopefully she can't hear the podcast. Hopefully you're wearing headphones over that stupid fucking Santa hat. But, uh, Hey man, thank you guys always for listening. I want this thing to become bigger and literally the only way that it can become bigger is if you guys keep sharing this content. So in 2019, uh, we're, we're going to be announcing even more stuff. And if you guys do like the content that we're producing, please don't be afraid to share it or, you know, just send articles to your friends or your family, just email or direct message your fucking side ting and be like, hey, here's a really funny episode. I think you'd like this. 
I think this might resonate with you or, or uh, listen to this podcast. There's a really funny point that Ryan is making at this mark. Dude, send it to your Tinder dates, your Bumbles. I do not care. Um, I just need the viewers. But no, in all seriousness, I, I love you guys and, and I do appreciate whoever listens to this podcast and and anyone that, that ever messages me and that has messaged me since the beginning of you know the middle of the summer um that has really really encouraged me to keep making these things because if it wasn't if it wasn't for the people who have been messaging me and and, and have been saying you know I, I like your content then i 100% we would have not not i think this is episode 18 we wouldn't have gotten to that point I would have just stopped it right then and there. And I already mentioned on this podcast, you know, like it, it is so hard to do this kind of shit as a f- independent journalist and not be making a fucking cent. It is so hard to like keep on working, keep on uh, producing content, especially to people, you know, because at the end of the day, I'm, I'm just talking to a fucking wall. So I really, really, really do appreciate when you guys message me and you say, that I listened to this, this was funny, whatever, that makes me want to keep doing it, um, so thank you guys, and hey, if you listen to this episode, Merry fucking Christmas to you guys, uh, I know that my mom didn't listen to this episode, because she said, I swear too much, I say too many F-bombs, that's okay, um, but, uh, to all of you other, Merry Christmas to my mom, first of all, obviously, I love you mom, uh, if you do end up listening, but I'm just going to say Merry fucking Christmas to everybody because I, I, I know that you're not listening. And uh, thank you guys, as always. Really do appreciate it. This is a Varsity Journal. Merry Christmas, motherfuckers. I'm out. Christmas time again